The curtain opens. The lights go up. Those first few moments of magic. The crew that brings it all to you is here to tell you what it's like to live the backstage life. This is show call. Hey everyone, welcome to Show Call. I'm your host, Chad Allen. With me today is production rigger Johnny Ray. How you doing, Johnny? Doing good, thanks, Chad. How are you? I'm, you know, all things considered, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Tell me about what it is to be a production rigger. Um, well, uh, for people that don't understand, the way I explain to lay people is, um, like whenever you go out to a show and you see all the lights and the speakers and all that stuff hanging in the air, I'm one of the people that goes up and makes that happen. So there's, there's a lot involved with it. Heights, lots of safety gear, lots of trust in your coworkers, and yeah. just a big family up there. You, you wear the harness. Yep, absolutely. Right? With cables, you know, attached. Tell, tell me about that, what you have to have attached to you well, when you're at those heights. <clears throat> um, for typical situations, there's going to be um, safety lines that are strung up, and then we wear lanyards from our back that we have to clip into. So if we do fall, which, you know, we almost never happens, but if we do, we're safe. And, uh, and a lot of times if we're, like, say we're climbing and building steel like speaker towers, we use positioners mm -hmm. that we position from our waist. Yeah. So we can work hands-free in the air, you know. It's, yeah. um, a lot of walking beams if you're working in, in arenas and stuff like that. So you're literally walking a, an eight-inch beam sometimes. Suspended, feet in the air. yeah, 80 feet Right, in the air. yeah. And wow. pulling pulling chain motor up from the ground. So again, it's all hands free. You're just you and your feet on the beam and your muscles pulling chains up. When you're on those when you're on those beams, are you attached to anything for safety? We are attached to the safety line, but that is not supporting us. So it's just our feet supporting us. The safety line is there just strictly if we do take a fall that we don't hit the ground. I'm nervous just talking about oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just my, my it's knee, a lot of it's a lot of fun skill. if you got the if you got the skills for it, you know, and you got the and mindset the, for and it and the guts for right, it. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's I a see good time. Men and women up there, you know, climbing around, and and I just always feel so nervous. I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm just handling <laughs> handling a knife, chopping potatoes. <laughs> I don't think I could do. <laughs> like I say, you got to trust your team members tremendously for sure. you know they they literally have you know your life in their hands and their life in your hands so there's a lot of trust up there is there ever a time you feel nervous or just like whoa i don't know I don't there's know plenty this. of times yeah. <laughs> you know that first step's always a doozy when yeah. you're walking out into the grid yeah um yeah that first step's always a doozy you know it takes a minute to to get the feel of the show and i mean every show is different so you know every day at work is a total different experience um yeah. so yeah it's it's always, I mean, it's always that little part in the back of your head. You know, be careful. It's yeah. always there. And you're hanging, you're hanging speakers, lights, you know, automation stuff, whatever needs to be suspended. That's right. you getting that right. suspended up yeah. in the air. Yeah. And the main goal is safety. And it's not just the safety of the people in the air. It's also yeah. the safety of the people on the ground. Yeah. You know, we have to make sure that our job is 100% correct. So we're always checking each other while we're up there, too. Um, because if something that we do fails, people on the ground can die. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's very, very serious business. Yeah. I've heard that you have to know how to tie several different knots. Yeah, Is that so true? There's a, there's a few knots that you got to know. And, you know there's like a Boy Scout. 
Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's lots of different little gadgets that we carry with up there, you know, different kinds of pulleys and stuff like that yeah. for different situations that we may encounter. So it's yes. uh, not, a, not an inexpensive career either because, you know, companies don't provide us with the gear. We have to supply all of our own gear. So you the ropes and the harnesses purchase. and all the little gadgets, yeah, that all adds up. Wow. Okay. Because you guys are wearing a ton of stuff. Yeah. You yeah. Do you have to purchase your own harness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a good a good harness average oh. is about four hundred to five hundred dollars for for a decent harness that you know you're gonna trust your life with. And it has a shelf life also. Right. A harness has a shelf life, like mm-hmm. a kid's kid's car seat. Right. Whatever, yeah, you, you have know. to retire them every like so that. many years. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I had no idea. Because you guys like again, you're, like suited up like Batman. You know, sometimes yeah. with the utility belt. Well, and, and it's weird it's to think like, about. You know, thousands of dollars hooked to you guys. Right. You know, I walk in with my gear bag and I'm like, yeah, that's heavy. And then you put it on. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, it's not as heavy when it's yeah. all like distributed over your your body. But wow. yeah, that's probably like 45 pounds worth of gear that you you carry up in the air with you. That that's that's insane. I'm curious of what's the highest height you've ever to to hang me something. personally. <clears throat> I wasn't actually hanging or, or, or rigging. It's what they was called climbing, and it was for U2 360. And I think I was about 320 feet up in the air. That stage was it towered over the highest football stadium oh, yeah. seat. Yeah, you could see it from the parking lot. It's still, it holds the whole world's record for the tallest stage, uh, really? mobile stage uh, ever built, yeah. It's gnarly. I, people would always ask me, what is that thing? And I'm like, The giant spider. Bon- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something from Bono's imagination. <laughs> right. I don't know, but. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun. So you, uh, you got to the, on that U2 360 stage, you got how far up on that? To the pinnacle. To the tippy yeah. top. Yeah, well, not the tippy top. The pinnacle goes up another, like, 30 feet from the, cause, but, yeah, up to where the pinnacle is attached. So, yeah, to the... Which is still, that's yeah, up it there. Was, it was up there. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, you know, from the, it started Jeez. from the ground, and we worked worked our way up. It was really interesting to watch it be you built. It, it probably was, I think, a four- or five-day load-in, just 90, 97 did. trucks just for the steel. That's not wow. even counting the lights oh, and the, yeah, and the, the, that's the production right. stuff. 97 yeah. trucks of just steel? Just steel, yeah. Just like scaps? I, I remember, like, no, the big industrial, like how they built the legs up. and like, I, I didn't see the show. It was, so it, it was like a giant spider-looking thing. I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to describe. Yeah, look, Google that. Look that up. Um, and I remember one piece of the leg was on like one truck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just one... And they I, had different. They had small section, four different legs, yeah. and they had a team of builders for each separate leg of the. Of the you know, and there was the like this stage. race car track type thing going going all the way around right. it as well. The three, well, the, the 360, 360, yeah. And then the stage, the actual stage in the middle. Rotated, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did. I caught the end I of the show. So. It was like one of those things. Yeah. I was able to get in, but I was so tired by the time I put the show on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll go catch the last few songs. I got to get off my feet. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to sleep in the hammock out back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely, that's, that was one to remember, man. That was, that was crazy. Yeah, just go through, like, what's, what does an average day for you look like? Um, show up early in the morning go over what they want done. You know, you have to look at their plot and see how they want their lighting laid out, because you usually start with the lighting first. Um, 
we have uh, one of our legal lead downriggers, who's the people that stay on the ground and make sure everything gets done right from down there and tie our knots for us and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And uh, they go out and they mark out the floor where all the points are going to land, where all the chains are going to land, where we pull stuff up from. Um, and then the upriggers, me and a team of people, will go up in the air and wait for them to get all that figured out and, mm -hmm. and just start pulling points. Pull a point, make a point, move to the next one. What do you mean by point? A point is when you pull the chain. Okay, so there's chain motors that actually do the work, that pull mm -hmm. all that lighting and, and stuff up into the air. So we pull the chain motor up, and then we wrap it around the beam. We use uh, what they call a basket. So that is a piece of steel or something similar that wraps around the beam, and then um, we use shackles to situate that all together. And then wherever that point lands on the floor, it has to be exact. Like exactly that, on the point. Okay, so, so I, I, in the morning I see this thing I call the chain jungle. Right. Uh, is that the chains you're talking yep, about? Yep, that's the chains. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's what they use to pull the what's called the rig. So once they build all the truss and attach all the lighting, that's the rig. And then they pull that up. And same thing with the video and the speakers. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, those the points have to fall dead on those chains. When we put them up in the air, they have to fall exactly on the ground where they're supposed to be. So it's not always just a straight down thing. Sometimes we pull what's called a bridle. Mm -hmm. So when you pull a bridle, you have a partner on a beam across from you and you're on a beam and you guys pull and it makes a V. Okay. So sometimes that'll fall exactly in the middle of the beam. Sometimes one side will be shorter than the other, but it you know moves it to the left or the right of the stage or up and down, however the bridle's laying, um, which you know, it's, it, again, it has to fall exactly, exactly on the point. So you have to take, add or, or subtract from like one side or the other to make it right. land exactly where it's supposed to. So then okay. that's where the math and the complicated stuff comes in. Wow, jeez. That's, uh, that's a, it's a cool thing to see, you know, when you just, it literally is a jungle of just of giant chains, you know, uh, how, how thick are those chains? They're uh, it depends. There's different size motors, so like um so depending on the size of the motor depends on how the thickness of the chain okay so like there's what they call a half ton motor which mm -hmm. pulls way more than a half ton but it's what they call it and so the that chain weighs a little less than a pound a foot um mm -hmm. then the one ton motor is that motor chain weighs about a pound a foot maybe a little bit yeah. more and then they have what's two ton motors which is what they usually use for like speakers and the really really heavy stuff sometimes yeah. like the big video wall and stuff like that yeah and that stuff is doubled up usually, and that is very, very heavy. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't even, maybe two or three pounds a foot. Jeez. So if you're 80 feet in the air, you know, the first, and the you're first you know, 20 you're or 30 physically feet. Pulling physically those chains? pulling it up, yeah. When you do two-ton motors, we usually double up on the two-ton. So two people will pull like one, one chain because it's so heavy usually with the two-ton stuff. When you're pulling, so wait, what, are, what is that chain connected to? You're pulling it? It's connected to a rope. We pull it from with rope, a rope. rope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's from suspended up in the air. So you're yeah, we pull it on your feet. It. So on our feet, standing on a beam. <sighs> Just want people to get a clear <laughs> right, idea of yeah. really what it is that you're... Yeah, standing on a beam yeah. on our feet, pulling this heavy, heavy... You know, yeah. like I say, the first few feet, no big deal. But you know, it's the, and the higher up you are, the heavier it gets when you when you get it to the up into the grid. Oh my God! Yeah, and then you have to sit down on the beam and wrap your basket, wrap that piece of cable around the beam. So you have to go from a standing position to a sitting position, lean down on the beam, and then make your point underneath with the shackles. 
That's where it gets sketchy. <laughs> That's where it gets sketchy? That's where it gets sketchy. Sorry, I thought it got sketchy in your first step of climbing <laughs> oh, up there. Oh, I said the first step's <laughs> <For me>, a doozy. <laughs> yeah. For me, that's one. Well, the thing is, you know, after, you, after you're up there and you start getting comfortable with, with you know, what you're working right. with and what you're dealing with and... Um, you know, you don't really think about the fact that you're, you know, 60 or 80 feet in the air. You yeah. just, you're just thinking about your work and getting your work done, you know. Okay. So, you know, if you can walk on uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, after, after you get, you know, you just get situated and settled and comfortable with mm-hmm. your work partner and, you know, it kind yeah. of goes smooth from there, usually. Okay. So once everything is hung, once you've got your, your chains pulled, everything's hung, ready to go, What's your what's your next step? Um, well, we go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we we usually hang out for a while. We have to make sure that everything gets to trim. When by trim, I mean everything gets up to you know where it's going to be for the show. Yeah. So there's usually uh, quite a bit of downtime where we just kind of hang out and make sure everything's right. You know, if, and if the production needs anything from us, we go back up and you know just kind of tie up loose ends and just right. make sure that everything's absolutely yeah. perfect and absolutely safe and. Um, then we kind of cut until the show's over and, you know, there's still a couple of riggers that hang on for a show call, but again, it's just in case, you know, they need anybody there. So, yeah. you know, those are the sweet gigs cause you just hang out and sit backstage and play on your phone usually. Lay in the hammock. Yeah, exactly. By the way. <laughs> Find a place to hang your hammock on. I know where the secret <laughs> hammock place is at the gorge now. So <laughs> when we go back, when I'm go joining back. you guys. <laughs> right on. Just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then, um, so you have show call. Right. Right? So run us through what your show call is. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, show call, depending on what you're doing. I mean, a lot of times I'll have a show call and I won't be working as a rigger. You know, you work as a deckhand. So mm-hmm. as working as a deckhand, then you just do, like, it's changeovers. So mm-hmm. the first band's already set up. They've already done their sound check. The curtain's open. The show starts. When that first band is finished playing, you go out there, you take all their gear off stage, that's called striking the stage, mm-hmm. and then you move the next band's gear onto stage. And usually we've already rehearsed this, we know where everything goes, it's all laid out on the floor so we know exactly where to put everything, or sometimes it's already just on the stage and behind yeah. their stuff and you just move it forward and into place, and then you just rinse and repeat that until the end of the show. Okay, and, and then at the end of the show, when everything has to be broken down, are you back up in the yeah and basically reverse what you reverse did it's a lot more. easier to, it's a lot easier to load out than it is to load in because yeah. <laughs> you know everything is easier coming down yeah. i guess than grab grab your friend in the <laughs> on the out <laughs> for sure and so you've got a i mean you still have a lot of that weight dropping everything back to the ground. So the, the chain jungle comes back. The right? chain jungle comes back, yeah. They lower everything down and you, we usually have to sit up there for a while and wait, um, you know, cause the ground crew, the, uh, the stage crew um, has to strike all the lights. They have to take all the lights off and take all the video wall down. So we're usually just sitting up there waiting for everybody to finish and you know, then the last thing to come down is just the bare truss. So okay. once that comes down, they can take all the, the chain motors off and we can lower in our chains. All the, everything goes back in a box, goes back on a truck and, and it's, uh, you know, time to go. Wow. And what, what time is that? Yeah, so say, <laughs> it's late. say, yeah, say the show ends at what? <clears throat> 11 o'clock on a normal on night, on 11, the size 11.30. Of the show. Yeah. 
like you know if it's just a standard rock show or like you know hip-hop show or something like that um yeah. comes out and usually about two to three hours wow and, it's a late uh, night that's a long day yeah yeah um you know if it's like a rave some big huge like or a festival god festivals yeah. you know a festival can take two days to load out yeah um but and like the raves yeah same kind of deal like the big raves that they do like at wamu and stuff that's usually like a four to six hour loadout like mm-hmm. as far as just like you know m- like the rigging part because they do a lot of stuff out in the middle of the room and stuff like that um you know and because they do a lot of weird decor and just yeah random like <laughs> so yeah those, those take a while longer yeah but yeah just standard show usually usually about you know two two and a half three three hours and then you know at the end of that two or three hours it's like nothing happened right yeah nothing was yeah. there rooms clean you know a yeah. lot of times we'll have another another show coming in the next morning so oh then you get what your your precious three or four hours of sleep right right and when, then we, when we do shows at do WAMU, I hang up my hammock under the stage, and I, I just don't even leave the venue. You know, wow. it's, you know, you hang up your hammock, crack a beer, drink a beer, take a nap, get up, do it again. I own a hammock now because you, I found out you guys do that. Oh yeah. Did you? Yeah, I don't know, yeah. Did you know that, Autumn? I, <laughs> that's, a, that's a reason I have a hammock. I, I don't I didn't even know, know that. That's why you have a hammock, but <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was the thing. Yeah. Hammock life, man. Hammock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've, it was uh, Black Sabbath at the Gorge, and uh, I think it was Renee. You yeah. know, she's like, "Come check this out," and I was like, "What?" Oh, she showed you Rigor World. Yeah, <laughs> under the stage, <laughs> and yeah, like. Yeah. I was under there. It was a cool moment because I was underneath the drum kit, and I could uh, the the right from the from the <laughs> you know I I could feel it, and then I laid in someone's hammock. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you put your headphones on <laughs> yeah. or something so you can listen to your happy yeah. music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm listening to War Pigs, man. <laughs> well, if it was sad, that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> when did you get started in in the industry? I moved here in 2003 um, to go to the Art Institute for um, audio engineering degree. Where did you move from? Uh, I had been traveling around kind of my entire life. My dad was a pipe fitter, so okay. you know, always just kind of following the work. I've lived all over the country. Um, I was living in Albuquerque at the time, which, <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, yeah. I so heard I they have good breweries in Albuquerque. Uh, so they didn't. You know, they I'm didn't. In, they didn't in two thousand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Few <laughs> Not much anything there. going on there then. <laughs> um, but yeah, I moved here from Albuquerque and started going to the art institute. So the instructors I had at that time were great. Um, you know, Tom Faffel and Rich Hinklin and some of the old school guys that used yeah. to do a lot of the work in the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, Pearl Jam and Nirvana and stuff like that. So I had some really cool instructors. I went there for about a year and they're like, well, Johnny, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. You got your stuff. You know what you're doing. Because um, I had audio experience and stuff before I moved here too from some other stuff that I'd done in the past. Yeah. Um, so they told me, go out and get an internship. So I went out and uh, Phoenix Underground, actually, uh, when it used to be a show club down on Pioneer Square. Mm-hmm. And Rick Wyatt brought me on, um, helping out, and just, yeah, that's where I got my start, just club work, and just kind of moving up from there. Um, the first real show that I worked was uh, Kenny Chesney's show. I saw this ad on Craigslist, and this company called ERM, which is mm-hmm. long gone. Um, ERM, it was like, 
kind of a rhino staging type company. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Right? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so it was Kenny Chesney, it was a stadium show. They were paying $35 an hour. I'm like, oh, that's gotta be a fake ad. Um, it wasn't, so, and um, so that was the first big arena show that I worked, big venue, so it was a stadium show. It was at Quest Field at the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the listeners out there know about uh, Tammy Goldfam. I don't know how do you pronounce Tammy's Goldfam? name. Goldfam. Yeah. She's gonna be with us today. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, she was cool. my she was my original call yeah. steward. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she cool. was she was the first like cool. person that I met in the industry really. Um, and it just took off from there. Mm -hmm. You know, just working as a stagehand, pushing boxes. Questfield is now CenturyLink correct, Stadium, yeah. home of the Seahawks. Yes, correct. And the Sounders. And the Sounders. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is your favorite venue? You know, I really, I, I, I enjoy the festivals the most. Like where you just yeah. go out to some real pretty place in the country and build a stage and throw a show. Yeah. Like those are my favorite venues. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I love WAMU just because I work there so much. Also, yeah. you yeah. know, I, I miss WAMU because I mean, not even just for the music, but just a lot of the events that they pr pr yeah. put on there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of that stuff <clears throat> a lot of that room is uh, you do it out of a lift. Sure. So you get to drive. It's huge. I mean, it's yeah. a tall, tall space. You, know, you get to drive the boom lifts in there, too. And I really <laughs> like driving a boom lift, man. Those things are fun. <laughs> do you drive a boom lift at the at the gorge as well? I don't work at the gorge very much because I stopped working for Rhino so long oh, ago. Okay. I haven't worked for gotcha. Rhino in, gotcha. in probably eight or nine years. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't get much work out at the gorge. Indoor venues, you can't drive a boom like like that, right? You can most, in, most indoor in WAMU, but it's uh, it's propane powered. You can't run the gas powered ones in there. Oh, I didn't know that. And okay. when the show's going on, you actually have to take the uh, the propane tanks off and store them outside of the building. Really? So yeah, that's kind of the the trade off okay. with that. Wow. Okay. You know that makes sense because I had a guy ask me. Uh, I had a <laughs> an empty. Red Bull ice bin thing for bartending. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So it looks gray, like a long gray tank. <laughs> and a security guard came up to me. He's like, what is that in your in your rig? And, I, and he was just freaked out about it. He thought it was a tank. It's my Red Bull I was cooler, like, it's man. just my Red Bull cooler, dude. I got a bartending in a little bit. And uh, But I never really <clears throat> knew why he was freaked out about it. So you can't have any kind of, in, in, is that a standard rule for most venues? Um, Is it WAMU specific? I don't think so. I think it's pretty standard for most venues. I know yeah. sometimes in the T-Dome they'll drive uh, boom lifts, but only for on weird weird occasions when they're doing stuff like where the, the grid's not at. So. Okay. Every once in a while I've seen I've seen boom lifts in, in the T-Dome once or twice, but not okay. often. Yeah. You can't drive or you can't use a pallet jack that's motorized at WAMU on their floor without a certain cert. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, right. okay. just a pallet jack that also has a little tiny motor. Huh. You have to have a certification to be able to use that on the floor at Walmart. Wow. They're strict over there. They're strict. Yeah. But, you know, wow. rightly so. Whatever. Safety yeah. first. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, I guess now. You I want to make the I money, follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I always said uh, safety third, but I guess, you know, I'll have to make it first, I guess. When you're doing lighting, it's safety third. But that's third. That's yeah. <laughs> Because the last thing you put on when you do there's lighting safety. So when you're doing lighting, when you're hanging lighting, yeah, you put the safety cable on last. Well, <laughs> it's that's truly <laughs> safety really third. Is yeah. Safety. <laughs> <laughs> is there a is there a show in your mind that sticks out? There's a lot. I mean, again, um, 
you too just for the build that was just such an amazing build yeah um and over the years uh, i'm wearing my santana shirt today so this was actually a really cool show this was out at white river um i don't know what year several years ago and my wife was working with me she wasn't my wife at the time but we both had show call so we were mm -hmm. deckhands uh, yeah. during the load-in and um, Santana had been out on the road. He was just coming. It was his first show back from his European tour. So they, yeah. him and his band had had a couple of weeks off. Um, and he was just so cool about it. So they had a rehearsal. It was about a two-hour long rehearsal. And his tour manager comes up to us. We're hanging out, just sitting on a road case on the stage. And his tour manager comes up to us. They go, look, you guys can totally hang out here and just enjoy the rehearsal, have a great time. Just don't take any pictures. Like, I'll do really seriously. We were going to sit on stage and watch Carlos Santana, like, rehearse with his band. He's a yeah. total band leader. Like, yeah, dude, no problem. I'll keep it up here in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to let me sit on stage? Absolutely. I'm down. Thank you. So that was cool. Like, it was amazing to watch him work because it was like, you know, just total band leader. You're like, they're playing, they're playing, they're playing. And then he just put his hand up. Stop. All right. We're going to go back 16 measures. I want you to come in a little bit harder on that horn. I want you to pop a little bit more on this. And yeah, all right, two, three, totally. four, let's go. And just so professional. And just, yeah, that, that was really cool. That was super impressive. That was a lot just of fun. Just completely in control of the band and in control of the show. And all right. That's yeah, very absolutely. cool. That's very cool. And, you know, I think people don't realize that, like, it, it's a lot of moments like that that we get to have where we, where we, might see the artist, you know, up close and personal, or we get to see the show from a perspective right. that not a lot of people get to see it from, and that's pretty special. It is. It's very special, yeah. And, I've, you know, again, I've been doing this almost 20 years, so I've got a ton of stories like that. Like yeah. Cindy Lopper was amazing to work for. ZZ Top, <clears throat> totally nice guys. Yeah. I actually come out to the loading dock and, you know, thank you at the end of the night. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so rare to have the artist do that, like, especially yeah. these days, you know. It's nice yep. to be appreciated. Super cool. I I worked Billy Joel and I just he was at the loading dock having a cigarette and and I I mean I didn't talk to him but I just I just saw him in, in a moment and you know he's chatting with people. Yeah, just being yeah. a guy. Yeah, cool as can be. <laughs> right? You know, I'm like oh Billy Joel smoking a cigarette, <laughs> talking to guys like you. Right. You know, and <laughs> it was it was really cool to see that. Johnny, what was the what was the last show that you worked before the shutdown? It was some hip-hop show at Wamu. I, I had no idea who they were. I'd never heard of them. Uh, <laughs> it was loud. <laughs> but it was a, yeah, so it was a Wamu theater show. It was a Wamu theater when, show, yeah. When was that? Uh, March 2nd was the last gig that I worked. Wow. And yeah. that was, yeah, that was a Wamu. That was a Wamu gig. Okay. So that's the day the music died. That's the way I refer oh. to it. I know, oh. I know. It'll come back. So that's the day the music went on I pause. How just, about that? I think you just officially ripped into my chest and oh, <laughs> pulled up. Me too. <laughs> I feel the same way. God, the room just drops. <laughs> can't even go to club shows. I can't even go to see a little punk show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a bummer. Oh, that's it. God. Yeah. Just the camaraderie, you know, mm -hmm. the music. It's not even about the money necessarily. I mean, yeah, I miss the money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I miss being able to pay my bills and stuff and buy my beer. But, but yeah, you know, the music. I love the music so much, and uh, it, it it hurts to yeah. not be able to see it or even mm -hmm. you know go out and jam with my friends. Oh, you know what? Okay, I went camping a few weeks back, and we took a generator out there, and we had a nice jam session, and nice. that was awesome. Yeah, 
So uh, bass and a keyboard. My buddy had a sampler. Right. And, and <laughs> yeah, man. We just went really? out there, out in the middle of the woods, and just jammed. Dude, it was it was great. Was there other people around, or or was there? Not where just we were you at. Guys? No, we went out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we were out there. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it was super cool. Um, yeah, uh, a bunch of people brought up a bunch of gear, and we just all took jerk turns and just switched out. And yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it was super cool. Had a great time. So. I'm very so no, the music's not dead, man. It's just, it's just you got to go hide out in the woods to make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of these days we'll come out of the woods and come right? out of the woodwork. Right, for sure, and man. Come back into the venues. Again. Let's move it back into the into the venues. <laughs> if you had a if you had a government official on this side of the table who's in charge of making the decisions of the shutdown and how things go because of COVID and basically deciding the fate of our jobs and the fate of our money, what would you like to say that to that person? Um, you know, it's hard to say. I saw a thing on the Facebook the other day and they had this uh, festival set up somewhere. I didn't catch where it was at, but they had little six by six pods set six mm -hmm. feet apart from each other and they were letting people do their festivals that way. Um, you was know, that in I, like Denmark or something like that? Somewhere overseas, yeah. Okay. It was somewhere in Europe. Um, I can't remember where it was, but I was like, oh, and somebody, you know, there was a question like, would you go see a festival like this? And people were complaining, like, oh, no, it takes too long to set up. And I'm like, well, dude, you know, we're getting paid by the hour. We're <laughs> so, setting up zero things right, right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's got to be ways to, to do it. Like, uh, you know, I, I karaoke host also at this spot up, or I was a karaoke host at this spot up by my house, this little pub. And, uh, you know, people begging me, like, bring back karaoke, man. Let's figure out a way to bring back karaoke. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, there's got to be a way, even if we just do like a drum screen, you yeah. know, like a little plexiglass mm -hmm. and, you know, you change out the mic every time. And, you know, because yeah. they're still letting people go in there. They just, there's zero live music allowed. Like, yeah. you know, you can't even have a band play on the stage together, like, according wow. to our governor right now, you yeah. know, like, and there's ways to do it, and there's ways to do it safely, so um, I, I think that I would like it if our, our people would be looking into ways of doing it safely, Yeah. and, you know, the people in general, like, the public in general need to be more responsible how they handle, you know, going out, too. If I mean, they that's, want it, right? and they do. Yeah, you they, know, they, you've got to be responsible. Yeah. Don't bitch and moan about it. Like, just do what's required of you like and I feel like so many of those requirements are so simple right yeah throwing a piece of cloth on your on your face yeah just do you want this stuff or don't you you know yeah exactly I mean it's I'm you, not in charge uh, you know we don't make the rules no. of that part <laughs> we just want to go back to work yeah right? exactly so just play along play at along, least yeah. even if you don't believe in it just play along because yeah. there's you know thousands of people out of work right now yeah so if we have to put I mean, together a socially distanced show, yeah, you know, you know, and I mean, they're, they're doing the podcasts and the, you know the the live streams and stuff like that, but it's it's not the same, you know. No, it's it's not. I I do appreciate that they do it. Yeah, me too. To keep the fans interested. Yeah, so absolutely. that to keep the to fan keep the music base alive. alive and the music alive, so that when it comes back, hopefully that they will buy tickets to the shows right. so that we can, you know, um, so I'm glad it's an option to keep the Absolutely. connection between the artists and the fans. But for those of us in between, it's like, yeah, like I get it, but 
that's not right. much in it for me. Well, and, you know, <laughs> for too, you, you know, as well, you know. Like, I do a lot of, like, with the IATSE, you know, so, yeah. like, audio video work and stuff like that. So, the conventions. So, I mean, right yeah. now is my busy season. The, sure. August and September, I would sure. be making so much money right now. You're you slammed. Know, just, yeah. yeah, like, one show after another. Just, like I say, sleeping at the venue yeah. in my hammock constantly. Yeah. But come, you know, wintertime, that's when we roll into the AV season, mm -hmm. you know, all yeah. the, you know, the high-end Amazon parties and Microsoft mm -hmm. parties, yeah. and those pay really well, and it's all yeah. stuff at the convention center. But yeah. they can't have those events either. So, you know, like, that, that in, the entire industry is out of business, not just rock and roll and, you know, oh. you know music. Yeah. It's all the, all the uh, corporate events as well. You yeah. Know, like, we'd be doing Fashion Week, you know, starting this week. And yeah. You know, you're just prepping for that right now. You know, yeah. that's not an option. So it's unfortunate. I just got into doing corporate events as well. And they're no joke. No, they pay really well. Yeah, the money's yeah. good. You, they have at it's times. Where the money is, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially I mean, in the off-season. And they have oftentimes just as big a production oh, absolutely. as a concert. I mean, the yeah. video walls for some of those. I Like, Which one ridiculous. of them I did, I'd never even heard of the company. I don't remember what company it was. It's tech, you know. Um, yeah, tech's got a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> they do a and lot of it cool was stuff. huge. <laughs> that stage was massive. That video wall was was yeah. huge. The lights. The I was like, this is a full production. Where at? Uh, convention center. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I just thought like you know this is no joke, but also a good way to to get in and learn how to do. Oh, absolutely. Because I, I I was helping you know break down video wall, and I never broke down video wall before, and I thought, well, this is a it's a good place to start learning that. Yeah, for you know, sure. Maybe transfer that over to an actual concert, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like I said, the IATSE is great for the, for the AV stuff because yeah. they do most of that stuff at the convention center. And, and uh, yeah, the pay rate is just, is just off the chart sometimes. It's yeah. ridiculous how much money they, they'll pay sometimes just to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, know. It's, 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 it's easy. You know, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the initial setup, not necessarily, but, you know, again, if you're, like, on a show call – when it's hanging out yeah. for 12 hours and yeah. making 30 bucks an hour or more. Do a quick changeover, you know? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Corporate CEO guy wants to talk, and then he's done, and then you just move a sofa or, like, to, you yep. know, it can get more move complicated. Desk, yeah. Yeah, and then get ready for the next setup. and then. But you're right. The loadout often can be similar to a, to a, a oh, show, absolutely. to yeah. a big concert. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny, thanks a lot for, for coming here, man. Thank you for having me, Chad. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. It nice to get some words out there. Yeah. You just get out of the house and pretend <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like I'm doing something. That's right. You are doing something, awesome. man. You, Great. you are doing Love something. It. I think it's important for people to hear your story and just raise awareness that, you know, we're people too. Right. You know? Yeah. We're struggling, people. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying. Yeah, it's a dark time right now. It's hard now, to get through the boredom. Yeah. Like, you know, depression's been a big thing to fight, but, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to keep a smile on my face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good on you, man. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been another episode of Show Call. To help save live events and the crew that make them happen, go to WeMakeEvents.org and tell your representatives how important live music is to you. That's WeMakeEvents.org. If you'd like to be on the show, contact us at guests at showcallpodcast.com. That's guests at showcallpodcast.com. If you have questions or would like to know more about what it takes to put on events, contact us at info at showcallpodcast.com. That's info at showcallpodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, 
iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Google Play. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded every Monday and Thursday. See you next week. WeMakeEvents.org is not affiliated with Show Call Podcast and is not responsible for the views expressed by the show.